of Surgeons' Lives. I'm your host, John Monson. It's been the dream of many people, I'm sure, to pack up all your belongings and travel the world. But most of us never get around to doing that as life gets in the way and we realize that the plane of least resistance is actually just to stay in our job and continue working. Our guest today, however, is the exception to that rule. Fabio Patenti and his beautiful wife, Kristen, packed it all in, sold the house, bought a, uh, a catamaran, and are currently, as we speak, sailing around the world. An amazing story for a colorectal surgeon who'd been in practice for 24 years, starting out in his home country in Italy. I'm sure we're going to hear lots of life stories here, um, some, uh, some exciting and some, uh, some thoughts as to how to pursue a dream. Um, uh, so without further ado, um, let's move forward and, uh, and speak to um, Kristen and, uh, and Fabio. And remember, don't forget that if you uh, like uh, what you're hearing, then press subscribe and press the like button. It does help uh, on the channel. And don't forget to send in the comments section your suggestions for uh, things we should discuss, how we might make things better. And of course, the names of some surgeons, any surgeons you think whose lives are definitely worth hearing about. In the meantime, I'm John Monson, and this is Surgeons Lives. <laughs> How are you, You're John? Welcome. I'm it's good. It's a long Thanks. time I see you, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, how can anyone see you? Because you're... <laughs> um... Well, I, I haven't retired that, long, that far away. It's only two years. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought it was a good idea to... Um, for us to meet you on the uh, on the podcast before you cross the Pacific, you know. Uh, yes. Yeah. Who knows? I may not make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. So well, thank you. Um. Um. Thanks, Fabio and Kristen, for for joining. You know, this is a podcast I'm creating. Um, and putting together a library of conversations with surgeons. Um, it's called Surgeons' Lives, um, of course, and but it's not really um, talking about uh, careers, etc. As much there is obviously we talk about some career, but as much as anything, I want to talk to people about other aspects of their life. The other person, um, you know, there's enough people talking about how wonderful they are in their career and all <laughs> this sort of stuff. Um, um, but so what I normally ask people and we're, we're interviewing or I'm interviewing people from around the world. Um, so therefore it's useful. Um, and this is the first, um, double act, uh, we're, you know, we're doing, so there's two stories here, obviously, but, um, maybe you'd start by, uh, as I often ask people to do, start by telling us a little bit of the story that starts with the words I was born in. <laughs> so do you want Kristen to go first? No, you no, you're choose. The you choose. You go first, Fabio. Okay, so she's probably more interesting than you. She is, definitely is. No. <laughs> I, I'm 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 a pretty bland surgeon. Uh, <laughs> I was born in in Italy in a small town on the coast, and I grew up doing some sailing. I was I've always had passion for sailing. Um, I came to the state to train after medical school, a uh, brief stint in Wisconsin. And then I went to Rhode Island, uh, Brown University, where I did my surgical training. I stayed on staff there for a couple of years. And then, as you, as you know, I went down to uh, Steve in Florida. I did my colorectal fellowship. Uh-huh. I, had, I had promised uh, that I was going to go back to Brown. So I did go back. And... Um, it was a great move because that's I, I got to to really uh, you know consolidate meet Kristen <laughs> and have uh, and and find the love of my life and um, and also uh, we started sailing in Narragansett Bay which is a great place for sailors as you know Newport and and then we did buy a boat at that time we had a boat in uh, in, in Jamestown and we did do some sailing there. Uh, and then, and then we decided that uh, it was time to go back to Florida. And I was talking to Steve, and and so I went back first for a, for a while. I was in private practice, but then I started doing cases at Cleveland Clinic, and eventually, uh, I, I rejoined the clinic. I 
I trans, you know, I stopped doing surgery. And I had, I had a, a mishap and I hurt myself and uh, I ended up getting an MBA and doing mostly administration. I still saw patients, but I kind of slowly yeah. uh, got away with surgery. And, um, and then eventually I became the chief medical officer at the, at the yeah. uh, Florida hospital. So, so um, when you were in Brown, uh, were you on staff with uh, Nisha at the time? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, no, before Nisha. Sorry, he came uh, after I left. But yes. Okay. But I mean, yes. So uh, when I uh, when I left, uh, I was the only colorectal surgeon really at Brown. Uh, Victor Victor was my partner, Victor Pericolo, who's uh, who who's not a board certified. He does general surgery, colorectal surgery, but he's a general surgeon. And uh, so we're in practice together, really at, at the uh, in the group. It was a multi specialty group. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then uh, after that, uh, eventually Steve Schechter and uh, Matt Vries joined, and, and yeah. now they have a larger larger group. And Victor left, and in fact, Victor recently retired, and uh, is now. Uh, and 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 uh, Nish left as well. He went to California. Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, so um, and Christian, what were you doing in uh, in uh, in Rhode Island? I, uh, when Fabio and I met, I was finishing up university at Johnson and Wales in uh, marketing and merchandising. And when we moved to Florida, I started working in marketing. And then after a few years, I went out and actually started my own photography business. It was yeah. lifestyle portraiture of children and families. Yeah. And I had that for quite a few years. And then I transitioned back into the advertising world and did that up until we decided to uh, move on a boat and <laughs> sail around the world. And um, you don't sound as though you're from the Amalfi Coast. I am not. <laughs> I am from Rhode Island. So I was born in and grew up in Rhode Island. Ah. So um, now you, I, I think you said you were going to be talking to me from somewhere in Panama. Uh, yes. So um, here we are in February 2023. Um, yeah. And um, when did um, when did the first thought of this insane plan? Um, you know, when did you first think about it uh, uh, before actually doing anything about it? I, it had been brewing for, uh, what do you say, Kree, maybe a couple of years, three years? Probably. So I would say, really, it was more like five years. Yeah, five years, probably. Yeah. Because it took two years to find the boat. Right. right. So I would say it probably, you know, started oh. brewing because we were watching YouTube sailing channels. <laughs> which sparked kind of the idea that this could be done, could be done. This yeah. lifestyle, you know, was out there and there were a lot of people out there living on boats and sailing around the world. So I would say probably five years, five years total. Yeah. And then vote as, as you know, we, as I said earlier, uh, we did have boats in, uh, in Rhode Island mm -hmm. and then we had boats in Florida. We sailed in Florida as well. Uh, so, so the bug was, uh, was in, there, uh, but then, you know, it came a time that, uh, you know, as you, as you near retirement age and we don't have any children, we don't have, you know, we, we didn't really have uh, uh, significant debt to worry about. And so we figured I, have, um, uh, I, I watched one of your videos, I think maybe your most recent video where Kristen says, I, I can't remember, forgive me the name of your dog. Yoda. Yoda. When you said, right I don't know if Yoda can swim or not. <laughs> but she does. No. She does. We know that she swims at least with a life jacket. Yeah, exactly. We found but that one all, out. Uh, it struck me that, first of all, um, all dogs swim, <laughs> number one. And secondly, that's not really the time to be finding out. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not to the time to be finding out, but uh, <laughs> breeders of French bulldogs have told me that to be very careful with French bulldogs around water because uh, some of them 
have trouble swimming because they're yeah. so top heavy and also yeah. the short snout. So yeah. um, <laughs> not so, the best breed to live on a boat. No, with. that's true. So, so five years thinking, mulling, planning, plotting, watching YouTube. Um, but that's different to, to, you know, pulling the trigger, um, yeah. you know, Thanks. selling the house, essentially you know giving up what is uh, and you know your career at that point may not have been what you started out doing i mean you were not doing clinical surgery really yeah um and as so 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 what was it that uh, on the one hand made you and this is me i'm using these words not you but uh, you know yeah. fall out of love with what you had started um um yeah. uh, and what, how did you make that transition to saying, well, to hell with this, let's sell everything and buy a boat? Well, yeah, it's a very good question. Uh, I, I want to say that really I never fell out of, 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 of love with my job. Uh, I, I love the clinic. I still love the clinic. I still wake up at night, and Kristen knows it, wake up at night thinking about uh, my relationship with my team, at the clinic, the type of work that I was doing was very exciting, um, working with the team, solving problems. Uh, and as you know, hospitals are complicated and the, and the problems that you deal with are complicated problems. And I, and I had a lot of people, smart people around me uh, that really in many occasions made me shine. We had great successes, uh, both in the, uh, in, in the finances of the hospital, in the uh, risk, and uh, risk management of, of, of our complications, we had uh, really, you know, as you know, the Cleveland Clinic is a great place to work for. You have a lot of support, a lot of people around you. And then Steve, uh, I was still in the Department of Corrective Surgery, despite being the chief medical officer. Uh, so Steve was still my boss, in, in essence, and in one way and another way, I, I was his boss, I guess. But I still I still call him I still call him Dr. Wexner. I don't think I've ever called him Steve to his face. So I still call him Dr. Wexner. And, and, and so I still is my mentor. He's always been my mentor. And I and as such, I regard him as a, as a great friend. And I had other great friends in the hospital. And so it's, it was hard to leave. It wasn't easy. Yeah, it was not like oh, I, I never I never was like, oh, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, I really. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, John, I, I find my, and Kristen knows, I tell her all the time, I find myself with my head in the bilges, <laughs> cleaning up the most disgusting, disgusting liquids that I've accumulated. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have, I would have strategized on a system to make this better. And now I'm just here with a sponge and a bucket. And, oh, yeah. and so, you know, it's back to um, being, in villages, being in the villages is, is a bit more akin to colorectal surgery, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same line of work, but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, as you say, but, so, it wasn't easy to leave. And it was not easy. So, but I, I would, the words that I would also wonder about would be um, brave and uh, scary. Um, was because yeah. it's you know doctors it's it's on one level it's easy to do what you're doing I mean you were in a job they were paying you well nothing bad yeah. was going to happen you could have just cruised along and I talked about buying the boat and yeah. saying you know, maybe one day you know yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a world of a difference to saying okay I'm I'm out of here I've sold the house I've bought this yeah. thing and we're gone um, yeah yeah, you know, what was that decision process like? So I, so I think that uh, as as we get closer in age to what we call retirement, you feel that your body and your mind too is not the same, but your body mostly. And I, the desire to see to to sail the Pacific Ocean to see the islands, it's timed. It's not like you can say, I'll do it when I'm 80. Yeah. And honestly, even now that I'm 
I'm turning, uh, I'll be 64 in July, if I'm correct, right? <laughs> I try to forget, but I'll be 64 in July. Uh, I can feel the in my bones, in my joints, and uh, you know, if I if I didn't do it in the next two three years, most likely I wasn't gonna do it, and that was really the impetus. And and Chris and I were talking about it because we in the future we can cruise around Bahamas, we can cruise in the BVI, uh, but we're not gonna we're not gonna sail the the uh, the uh, Indian Ocean. We're not gonna go to Madagascar. We're not gonna go to South Africa. So. That was the thing that said we we either we do it now or we likely won't do it, and um, so I wor- I was working very close with the with the person that took my job, which is guy this guy Scott is a phenomenal guy, and I think he had I had uh, the great privilege and opportunity to really have him getting to my position, in and it was a, a nice transition. You know, I, it was prepared. When I went, there was no, nothing rock. Nobody missed yeah. me. Everything works just the same. It's better. It's probably better than me. I think his, uh, his mother is, is dedicated, is, is a better, better than me at doing the job. So, so we thought about it. We said, we got to do it now or else we won't do it. Kristen was really excited about doing it. And I got to say that uh, she is my, she is my uh, motor in doing this. She is the one that tells me let's go do this she's the one that told me let's go to shore with the dinghy in this big surf that was my so i don't always have good ideas i I am i was like it doesn't look like it i i watched that uh, video and uh, i watched that video and i have to say i would i was on your side Kristen. i mean i thought what's the point in not going i mean Come on, you it know. It didn't look that uh, bad. Uh, number one, number two. I, I thought the um, little capsizing thing was entirely Fabio's fault. I mean, I think that was pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was driving. I mean, you know. yeah, exactly. You know, and we'd already had yes. the um, we'd already had the sympathy section. You know, where he was putting on this um, this uh, oh, bandage. Uh, this oh, I, I have, I have. You know. No, no, really, honestly, I have a huge, oh, now it's better, yeah. but I had a huge bursitis on uh, my right elbow. Yeah. I have a, a, a slack wrist. I mean, I'm really like an orthopedic nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, in the overall scheme of things and the grade of, you know, injuries and stuff like that, um, you know, with the pained face complaining of bursitis is not, you know, it doesn't <laughs> rank up there, you know. <laughs> My leg has been amputated, you know, or something. It's not quite. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen worse. Yeah. I've seen worse. <laughs> so, so, Kristen, at any stage, um, you know, did you yeah. turn around uh, uh, and when these conversations were, at any stage, did you turn around and say, this is insane? We, this is crazy? Uh, or were you, or did either of you have doubts and, and go, wait a minute, this, are we nuts here? <laughs> well, we say that all the time, yeah. basically, that we that are day. crazy. Uh, but in the beginning, I wasn't so sure. I wasn't initially, Fabio was the one who had the idea and wanted to do it. And I wasn't 100% sure just because when we had our mono hall, I, I got seasick all the time. And sometimes when we, and even when we had the trimaran, I got seasick. So for me, that was a big issue. And so we Mm. did uh, an ASA sailing course on a catamaran from Fort Lauderdale over to Bimini and back. And the motion of the catamaran agrees with me much more. So that was kind of quelled and I didn't really have to, I mean, I have to be careful, but it's not something that I'm dealing with all the time. And so then I started to get really excited about it It, because I don't know. I just feel like we were so much in a routine that we needed to shake things up a bit. Sure. Yeah. Yes. So so that you, you made a good point earlier. Yes. Yeah. You made Go on. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. Yeah, you made a, a great comment earlier. You know, you could coast 
and cruise along in your job, especially at towards the end of your career, because you've got pretty good at it. You know, uh, you, you can probably do most of the things with your eyes closed. And uh, it's easy to kind of settle down and say, yeah, you know, two, three, four, five years, uh, you know, let's keep going. But uh, it, it's a double-edged sword that, that uh, really, I, I think it may seal the, uh, your retirement in a very kind of like an unsettling way, right? You end up, you have no, you haven't developed any other things to do in your life after work. Yeah, sure. Like I know, you, for example, you, you, you're, you're a car enthusiast. You like, you like to race. You like to collect cars. So, so you have something to look forward to. You know, uh, but but I've had and I've had colleagues that continue to work in their seventies, in their eighties, sure. in surgery when probably yeah. not. Yeah. I don't know. You're not in the best shape. And uh, and I've had one of my partners when I was at Brown in my group. He died at almost eighty years old in, in the in the lounge, in the surgeon's lounge. Yeah, yeah. And th that's not, you know, that's not something I, I would like, I want to do. And that's not, and I don't want to be the guy that uh, people look at and, and they say, well, it's time for him to retire, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, take him out. I, I, I agree with that. And I, I mean, I, I've no doubt in my mind that surgeons um, tend to be very uniskilled because of the nature of the work. It's a, you know, it's a pressurized, intense uh, job. And, you know, back in my day and your day, it, it wasn't really the done thing to talk about outside of outside of surgery. You know, it was almost a sign of weakness, you know, um, yes. <laughs> et cetera. And, you know, I'm sure that's not right. And like you, I've seen several people retire, um, people that you and I both knew, who were lost when they retired they didn't know what to do yeah. and they they yeah. they and indeed their their spouses were defined by their professional life and it, it's um and you know we were all we all are somewhere on that scale um and you know some better than others etc but I, I i'm sure that's um, right and you know one of the questions i ask people when i'm when i'm doing these um uh, chats is is two questions. I, I say, you know, how would you like to be remembered, and how do you think you will be remembered? Um, so, what is your answer to those? So, one thing I know uh, for a fact is that uh, when I go back to the clinic, when I talk to many people at the clinic, they they say, "We miss you. We miss you. We love working with you." As is, you know, it's been great. And, uh, you know, and I get messages all the time because a lot of uh, our followers on, on YouTube and on, on social media are clinic people. And, yeah. and so it's no mystery that I get those, those messages yeah. very often. And so, so I, and, and so I think that I'm remembered in a positive light. Yeah. How will I, and, and that's how, how I would like to be remembered. So <laughs> I think the two questions are now, yeah, yeah, I, I think they remember me the way I would like to be remembered. I'm, I, I don't have any aspiration to being the best uh, in the world. I just want to be a, you know, an okay person, uh, nice, uh, liked. I don't, you know, and, and that's I think I've achieved that yeah. in my work environment. So, um, uh, how so? How long is the uh, the initial adventure planned for? Uh we don't know, you know, it's, uh, we, so now that, that we're crossing the canal at the end of the month on the 28th. So we'll be on the Pacific side. And then the goal date for the Pacific crossing is March 8th. Uh, we will be joined by uh, a couple of th three people, uh, a couple from Canada and, and a friend, uh, the old friend, we're all, some watch our videos, some we, we knew from before. So we have three crew with us. For the crossing, we'll go to the to the Marquesa to uh, French Polynesia, uh, and probably spend the season tooling around, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, what are we gonna do next? I'm going to steal. Larry Pardee is a famous sailor, cruiser, kind of in in that world, and he was 
well known for saying, as long as it's fun. Sure. As long as it's so fun. I'm going to steal his line. And so if it's fun, after that, we're going to go down to, uh, to New Zealand and spend uh, typhoon season in New Zealand, which is about six months. Right. After that, we're going to go back up to French Polynesia or maybe some other islands. Like the Western, the Western Pacific, Pacific Islands. And then either Australia for the next typhoon season or up to maybe Thailand, Indonesia, Indonesia, Thailand. Spend another six months or so there, maybe do some land travel, lift the boat on land, then see Thailand, uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, that kind of stuff. And after that, if if we still can, uh, go to the Seychelles, Madagascar and go around to South Africa leave the boat so the, the whole idea if possible we would like to go around the world and yeah. come out from the other side if we can if the boat holds if i hold <laughs> if yeah. there's many if so, so it's hard to plan that long ahead you know helper meeting we we would love to do that yeah well, that, sounds say... like, that sounds like at least two years no, oh, no more ten. probably like five to ten years five to ten years oh wow okay yeah because we're gonna do it slowly slowly yeah right, right, so right. We, we may yeah. leave the boat yeah we may leave the boat somewhere for a couple of months and go back to italy for a little bit or come back to the states for so, a little bit so yeah. what do you think about the um as you said if the boat lasts i mean so how often does the boat have to come out of the water so typically you haul out every two years just to do a bottom job. Yeah. And then uh, every couple, and then it's major refits, two years, every two years or so you need to do some refitting. It's a constant struggle. I mean, boats, sure. you know, boats, you know, boat, boat means broken or about to. Yeah. So, or, yeah. Uh, and so there's always something, we have a list of jobs that it's never ending. That's why we're here in this, in this harbor in Panama now because we're already doing some jobs for, in preparation of the Pacific crossing. So stuff breaks, you fix it. Uh, so I, the, the boat is, you know, it's relatively new, it's well be, built, is it's an ocean crossing vessel, it's designed for this. Yeah, yeah. So I have no doubt that, that she will take us around. Uh, that there'll be jobs. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, you you'll obviously have been asked um and people watching this will um will ask um, um so you know how, how can you afford to do it how can you live you know how can you live um because i don't know whether you're there's a there's a great story from obviously about a hundred years ago about sir thomas lipton um who was the yeah. founder of the america's cup um, and somebody asked, you know, he was a very wealthy man, obviously, and somebody asked him, was ocean going sailing expensive? And he said, um, he said, it's a little like standing in the shower, tearing up 20 pound notes, except that in the shower, you don't get seasick. <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah, that is a good so, one. So yes, it's um, it's not cheap. You can make it cheap. Depends how you do it, really. You can go around the world on a shoestring. Yes. With a small vessel, with uh, you know, staying at anchor. Uh, our boat is it's not the most economical boat. It's you know these boats are expensive. Um, insurance is expensive. You know yeah. they have the mortgage on the boat that we pay. Um, so. We do have some income from from investments that we have made in the past. Uh, we have been very parsimonious. We we bought a house. Uh, we we sold the house for you know small profit. Yeah. Uh, we do have some uh, some some money there that works itself for for. That'll for, keep you. You, you, you know, think that'll little, keep you sailing until either you or the boat dies. You know, one or the other. You know. We we would think so. We would think so. Actually, it's, we need more than that because I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> Kristen is a couple of years younger than me. And uh, so she will. 
That was Fabio's main reservation in this whole thing. Yes. He's like, I know that we have enough money for me until I die. But what about you? I'm worried that we're not going to have enough money for you until you die. I was like, just don't worry about that right now. Just forget it. So hopefully <laughs> we got <laughs> Exactly. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We don't have children. Sure. So that's that's uh, that we don't. That's have. an expense we don't have, and we don't. They are, We don't I, have any. Really I do know from personal experience they are expensive. <laughs> yes. Yes. So so that's one thing we we do have. Uh, I do have an, another business with my brother that provides a little income. So. We'll be, we'll be okay, and if we're not, yeah. I'm gonna have to, you know I'll go back to work some some form maybe a greeter at uh, Walmart or something yeah. like that. But I'll, I'll okay. find it. So what are you? So how long have uh, how long have you been? I was gonna say on the road, but how long have you been on, been on the high seas now? Approximately high seas. Really, uh, well, so we we went to we went to uh, up north to New England. So I wouldn't consider the high seas. Went to Maine. We came back, so it was like. So we moved on the boat like two and a half years ago. Okay. What was the work? But Fabio was still working. Right. So we've been kind of cruising yeah. uh, since May of 2021. So we're coming up on, I guess, two years really. We did kind of take it, we went. After doing our little New England stint, we did go back to Fort Lauderdale and spent right. about five months, I think, in Fort so Lauderdale. Yeah. To date, um, what's been the best thing? Um, and um, can you think of a good thing that you weren't expecting? From, from doing this, from sailing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. good. We have had... I think we have checked the boxes that we think we're going to check, seen places, seen nature, seen uh, animals, meeting people, interesting people, mm -hmm. I think, uh, different people from all, from all we meet in our circles as surgeons and professionals, you know, healthcare yeah. professionals. Um, we, we, uh, we met some local people in the San Blas, some of the uh, tribal communities. What happened that we weren't expecting? Positive. I don't know. Well, for me, I think in everyday life, I was never really in situations that I was kind of afraid, you know, so you don't know how you're going to react when yeah. you're at night and you got 40 knot winds and you have to maybe take a third reef, which means turning into the wind and it's, it's just not fun. So you don't necessarily know how you're going to react. And Fabio can probably say that sometimes I do get a bit anxious, but in those in those moments, I don't. Yeah. So true. I think that when it really matters, when things really get a little bit dicey, I'm much more calm than I would have expected. Yeah. So that's a positive for that me is, personally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, what do you, what do you, um, what's the biggest mistake you made and, and <laughs> what do you, and what do you miss? Huh. Biggest mistake, uh, biggest mistake she made. <laughs> Mar <laughs> marry me, you mean? <laughs> we're, 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 we'll skip over that one. I mean, that's that's a given, you know. Um, the biggest mistake you've made. Yeah, and she's, uh, I mean, evidently, you know, looking at the videos, she's obviously in the market for somebody in better condition, you know. <laughs> I tell it all the time. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but what was you know, um, you know so, what did you what was the biggest mistake you made so far so far uh, sailing <laughs> so far sailing yeah we uh, we've done oh, we, we have uh we've broken a few things we have <laughs> uh, uh 
I let go of lines that ended up uh, fraying and shredding, too. and uh, we we hit a reef once. We probably mm. unsure what happened, but we did hit a reef. We uh, broke a, a rudder once. Um, that was probably the biggest. That mis- was the biggest mistake. Yeah, yeah. because well, those are those are kind had- of like mishaps, etc. But uh, what I was yeah. thinking about more in terms of. You know, in your project, in your life project, you know, if you oh. if you could turn the clock back, maybe you know, two years, as you say, you know, is there something you think? Oh, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. Actually, we should have done it this way. Um, uh, no, you guys are good. You know, I'm pretty happy with the decisions we yeah. made. So, yeah, I am too. So yeah. we, for not having <laughs> getting a bath. Getting our uh the autopilot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the secondary autopilot. Yeah, yeah. But but that, no. But no. Yeah. So yeah, on the boat we we could have yeah. If I if I could go back, I would have done some technical parts differently. Yeah. But again, it's not like a major major mistake. I think that one thing is a lot of the choices we made and we make now they're outside of of what you and I probably think about planning. Right, because we we are used to a pretty rigid and and, and also very yeah. trustworthy environment of people where you say we're gonna do this and this is this this is our Gantt chart you know this happened and this this happened this happened this is not the way it works in in civilian yeah. life yeah and so we want to go somewhere but we can't the weather is not right we want to go somewhere but the day before we go something breaks the parts are not available so we have to wait until, so so nothing really works. Yeah, the yeah, way you yeah. think it's gonna work. Yeah. Therefore, we don't really have a plan. That's why we talk about goal dates. Yeah, uh, to crossing because God knows if you're actually gonna right. cross on a day. Yeah, or, sure. like, yeah we we went yeah. Uh, we went to this place called Shelter Bay Marina to have the boat measured for the canal. The day we got there, the world arc showed up. <laughs> So, which is like hundreds of boats that cross around the world. That was such poor planning. And, and, but we didn't know that. We didn't yeah. know. The agent that was going to come and measure us didn't really tell us. kind of didn't. I didn't, don't think he put it together. So he told us, you know, reason. guys, uh, we're not going to be able to measure you. So, but we, we sailed f- from, you know, this place to come here. 130 miles. 130 miles to get measured. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and it really... One thing we have learned is to adapt and, and say yep. that's life. And and we say it all the time. This is not a life of comfort. When and, and some people, you know, when they tell us and we're on a very comfortable we're, boat. and we're in a comfortable boat. <laughs> this is not a life of comfort. This is not a life of you know uh, champagne sailing <laughs> and uh, martinis uh, in the afternoon. This is not it. When yeah, people tell a... me there's a i don't know whether you've ever heard it or not but there's a there's a long standing i think it's been in in place for about 50 years on the bbc radio called desert island discs and they you know they it, it, the concept is they ask people you know celebrities etc they're stuck on a desert island um tell us the 10 pieces of music that you would bring with you um but they they always ask them um uh, there's a couple of things that they're given automatically one is they're given um the complete works of shakespeare they're on the island for them um the yeah. bible um okay and they're asked um uh, if they they're allowed one luxury and one book um so um what is the luxury that you miss and that I, I'm yeah, assuming it's different. Amazon. Huh? Yeah. Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon. Amazon. No, Amazon. Like, <laughs> yes. I would actually say, and it's not even a, a necessarily a luxury, but I ran out of my face soap. And I couldn't find the same one. Yeah. And my skin went crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So something simple like that. Though, yeah. So when we went back to Florida, 
yeah. I just got like all the yeah. skincare stuff. So yeah. that I guess it is a yeah. luxury. Yeah. It's it's interesting how you know I love to cook and mm. and uh, yeah. So the the premises of our show, of our <laughs> YouTube show, is to see the world, experience the culture through through their food. Yeah. Well, it turns out <laughs> <laughs> that Europe, Italy, France, and England, you know, there are, there are places where food has a culture. Uh, there are other places like Asia, Thailand, Japan, China, the food is a culture. The United States is developing a pretty strong food culture. But many parts of the world, like here in Panama, the food culture is not that developed yet in the Caribbean as well. It's more like, you know, rice and beans, rice and plantains, rice and chicken, yeah. rice and shrimp. And, and so, and, and the, the food, I, I, the stuff, what I wanted to do has really changed a little bit. I would love to go and, and find some good produce, but I just, I can't find it. So I miss that. That's one thing that I miss. Yeah. Good yeah. Produce. yeah. And I'm, I cook, we, we make, good, cook, yeah. we make good stuff. But we, don't and, have but we have the ingredients that we will like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you. Um, so it's you, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, so, so it's interesting because it's not necessarily luxuries, but it's like basic, oh, basic kind yeah. of creature comforts that we were used to. Yeah. That we can't find. Yeah, we we are not we are not very. Uh, luxury oriented people no even when we even when i was in florida we we really never we don't i mean good wine good wine Let's yeah, good say wine that. yes luxury you got we got good, a wine. good bottle of wine thank you Christian. oh my god it's funny yes. here here <laughs> they drink what they call chateau carton which is boxed wine <laughs> it's so bad i mean my Taste level has gone down a notch because I'm like, it's not that it's horrible. It's not that horrible. <laughs> but then we went back to Florida. Uh, and then it's some, all over. Good wine. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, Chateau Carcon. You know, living in, um, living in such close confines um, where you can't sort of say, I'm going for a walk, you know. Um, you know, uh, it's so different. Um, so, Kristen, what have you learned about Fabio that um, you really don't like? Oh! oh. <laughs> wow. Stop to the heart. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no, there's nothing about Fabio that I don't She's like. She's so kind. <laughs> Isn't she? She's so nice. <laughs> She's super nice, man. I'm the luckiest man. Uh so we we have been it, it's interesting we have been in a very uh close relationship for years now even even in florida we were kind of always the two of us uh, we like to say two peas in a pod and that that's you know we're always together so there wasn't really much that we have discovered by living in the boat yeah. i don't think so for me that i i think i know her she knows me the way we are we we never uh we never attended functions separately. We never go to the gym separately. We never did anything right. There was except maybe you would go to yoga once in a while by yourself. But yeah, it wasn't like you know, it's not like Kristen has her Thursday afternoon cocktails with her friends or or mm. I go, I don't play golf, I don't go smoke cigars, I don't do any of this stuff. So yeah, yeah. So um, you're, you've um, undertaken a fairly extreme version of, of you know, the hobby, the, the other life, etc. Um, <laughs> what would be your um, guidance to uh, young surgeons starting on, on their life? I mean, how would you, what would you say to them um, if you were, if they said, uh, you know, what you've done is great, but, you know, how does it work for me? What should I do? So I think as a as a as a young surgeon and, and things have changed as you know John things have changed immensely since you and I did our residencies and uh, the work hours have changed the commitment to certain things have changed and, and and for the better I'm not saying I'm not knocking it down I think that it's good that that, uh, that there is a better opportunity for people to to develop a, a, 
interest outside outside of surgery. I think the surgeons need to be more rounded compared to the way you and I were taught to be where we're like, you know, just the, the guys in charge and that's the end of it. Um, I think that, that they should leverage this opportunity to, to look at inside and see what they want to do. And it doesn't have to be sailing around the world. It doesn't have to be going to Mount Everest, but, but uh, see what they really enjoy. It could be, for example, I, I started, uh, I have more time now, uh, a little more time, and I started writing. I like to, I just discovered that I like to write. Uh, and, uh, and, and so that's, I think that's one thing that surgeons can do, uh, because we are forced to write, if you write papers, we write lectures, we write, we write presentations, cultivate that, uh, that's a great skill to have. I think that, uh, uh, there are other, you know, things that you do in the family, for example, I like cooking and I think cooking is a great thing to do. For, for your family, for your people, it's, it gives great satisfaction when, when yeah. you give something, somebody that when they eat it and they enjoy it and they laugh, it's uh, actually a tangible connection with it, with people is not, you know, uh, it's something that you can really do that, that connects you in, in a different, vis- when you say viscerally, that's really in, literally, you know, because you put it inside your body. Um, other thing that, that you can, uh, that I think that we should all develop and I've, I've struggled with, and I'm learning now because of your YouTube channel, is, is talking to people. Yeah. Talking to people about the way you feel, the way you, you live, talking about your experiences, uh, talking in front of the camera. Now it's so much more important than it used to be for us. Uh, but it, it presentations, when you present uh, to people, get away from, from the PowerPoint, learn what you're going to say, and say it without reading slides you know all that kind of yeah. stuff i think yeah. they'll prepare you yeah. for for and, and and learn humor that's another thing humor. that is very important yeah. humor is very important learn how to be funny in a self-deprecating way don't put yourself on a pedestal be humble learn how let people laugh about with you about stuff don't be you know you don't want to be ridiculous but you want to be enjoyable to others and you can do so choose something in your other than surgical life that will make people around you happy however you want to do it if it's through feeding them through writing stories through telling jokes to because all that during your surgical career will make you a better surgeon sure in the or you you, people will like like being with you right and yeah. at home, you cook for your family. Your family will love your food. And uh, and if you teach, you'll be a better teacher. You'll not be like a dry guy that mm-hmm. reads slides. So I think those are the things. that, And these I have learned after now because what we do with the YouTube. And uh, yeah. so, so I think that those are, those are my advice to surgeons. So, um, you know, looking forward, do you think, are you going to, are we going to see, um, the Fabio and Kristen TV series, or are you going to write a book about this, or maybe both, or what? I mean, well, I don't know. It's right. I think TV is a long shot. I don't think because yeah, uh, TV is a long shot. You can write a book. We, though, we, we wish, we hope. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Well, I, I wish. Yeah, I'm. I, I guess I'm starting to, but uh, it's it's not. Uh, you know, but I would love to write a book. I would love to write a book. I would like to publish um, uh, something you know, fiction. Tell your story. Uh, story. Tell a story. Yeah. I like. I, I, I write little stories on uh, on on social media, just shorts, and people like them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and our YouTube our YouTube channel is growing slowly, and we try to tell story with our with our videos. And Kristen is is doing it. You know, I'm just as you can see. I'm just a, I'm just a good-looking guy. I mean, that's all I yeah. do. Uh, no, you're just. just um, yeah, I get it. You're just the eye candy. Um, that's there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, well, listen. It's been um, it's been fantastic talking to you both. Um, it's an unusual. We don't. You know, I've spoken to people who have, you know collect cars or fly planes or 
um, do you know stuff like that. Um, got a big fisher, but nobody is doing this. So it's a fascinating story, and I think everybody is. Um, there's a growing number of people, of course, who are you know jumping on the channel. And when we um, when we put these when we post these, um, you know, I'll post your links to the channel as well. Um, so that people can jump on it. Um, and um, I'm sure it's uh, it's going to be, I mean, to say that you will never forget it is, you know, obviously an understatement because it's already been that for you. Um, <laughs> but we look forward to hearing more. And, you know, maybe when you, um, I was going to say maybe when you come home, but I don't know where home is for you now. But um, maybe when you're uh, linking again, we can... Um, we can touch base with you again and find out um, how yeah. the Maldives were. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We would love to. And um, we'll be available. Thanks to uh, Elon Musk now, we have uh, Starlink on the boat. Yes. So we, we should have uh, uh, internet, we hope. Internet of sorts. Uh, better than... And, and yes, now... Yes. Um, now all you need is Jeff Bezos being able to send a drone out to the uh, boat exactly. to, to bring the moisturizer for Kristen, you know? Yes. Exactly. And some chard. And some chard. <laughs> yes. And, and, and some decent red wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much, folks. So, um, yeah. um, really wonderful. Thank you. Best of luck and stay safe, yes. and uh, we will we will see you again. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much.